You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always, and host of this wonderful podcast. And joining me on today to discuss the league awards, we do the show every single year. We give our predictions. Mr. Tony East from Forbes.com and the West Side Indianapolis News. Tony, do you have any crazy non-award predictions for this season? Wow. Crazy non-award predictions for this yeah, season? Yeah, like a team that will go win, will a team win less than 20 games? You know, something you can probably bet if you if you think about it, but like something for the best. Like, will like a team win single-digit games or will a team win 70 games? Or I don't know. <laughs> single digit. Or like some team that should make the playoffs. Does it like the Lakers, do they, they miss the playoffs again, theoretically? I guess they miss it playoffs but they lose in the first round again like something like that you know, i uh i think i think the pelicans are going to be really good so maybe that's my bold prediction top three seed top four seed i think top four is possible the west is wide open with all these injuries so true true so yeah so go pelicans go yeah you can find that bet somewhere uh take the money i guess tony's tony's giving you his bold prediction i'm not gonna give one because i don't have any current well actually i have one in my in our award show so uh the way we structure this show pretty simple we're going to talk about the six league awards, the six main ones, MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, MIP, which most improved player, six-man defensive player. We will discuss if a Pacer player can win this award or who has the best shot at winning it, who will be the team's representative for that award if they do win it by some off chance. Um, and then we'll give a kind of league prediction of who we think will win it this season. Uh, Tony, you have our previous predictions, and uh, it's safe to say we were one of six, both of us, on last year's prediction, correct? We, we sniped defensive player of the year, which is very easy. And I will probably pick the same guy it's again. Been, it's been that way for this what? year, ironically. Right so we got we got that one right. And the rest of our predictions look pretty stupid outside of MVP. I mean, really dumb in some cases. So, yeah, I, I mean, my my pick. Oh, no, sorry. Your pick was the MVP of the season. Probably. That's true. Like I did pick Giannis and they, they rolled into the, the through the finals. So that was not too embarrassing. Yeah, my 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 guy, if he didn't start the first, I picked Luca. If he didn't. uh Kind of stink the first what fifteen games you ever take. He probably would want. Yeah, been and they had COVID on that team, so they were right. in a lot of trouble. Anyways, so, so do you want to do this year MVP now? Yeah. So what? Let's start with that. Yeah, we'll start with we're just gonna do two awards each segment. So uh, that's how the show's gonna roll. Probably MV, I think we're gonna do MVP coach of the year first, rookie of the year, and MIP second, and sixth man who has a player to end the show. So for MVP, I propose can, we start with the Pacer side of it first for every yes. award. So can any Pacer win MVP? is one and then if they can who would it be you can go first okay well i think that's the opposite order but no no pacers can win mvp well i mean that's why it's just knows you can get that out of the way. <laughs> i agree i mean i so it's funny because you know we've had two seasons in a row where that's the same pacers mvp it's a bonus uh both because when he does play he's very good um, you could argue per minute of actual playing who the best pacer is but he plays the most, certainly, of the really talented players. So he's been the most valuable player two seasons running. Hasn't played a playoff game in that time. So really tough to evaluate how much that is, has boosted the team. But uh, he would be the MVP two years in a row. And I have, you know, he'll get better still. He's young. He's going into his sixth season. But you wonder with Carlisle coming in and he always uses his bigs really heavy on dives and he loves to have his guards spread out and not a lot of play calls. And you know, it's very free flowing. And I think Sabonis is very free flowing as well. But if it just means that Levert will have the ball enough or Brogdon will have the ball enough, that it could be one of them. And none of those three guys can win MVP of the NBA unless the Pacers have the most absurd season ever. 
But can one of those guys dethrone Sabonis as the Pacers MVP? I think maybe I would say Levert can, but I don't think Brogdon could. Yeah. So for Sabonis to win or to be even in the top five MVP conversation, the Pacers probably have to be a top three seed, which is already rough. It probably means you have to win 55 games, maybe even more, probably 55, somewhere between 15 and 55. And he probably has to average like 25 and 15 or something, you know, absurd, yep. an, an absurd double double. Maybe, maybe it's not 15, but maybe it's 24 and 12 and six. And he shoots, you know, 58% from the field, something, just something that's like kind of ridiculous to, to think about. Then he will be in the conversation, but I mean, to win MVP, I think the, you probably have to score like almost 30 points a game. I, mean, I think the winner of this award will probably be someone who scores between 28 and 30 and has a near triple double stat line or an absurd shooting percentage somewhere. Yeah. Every MVP except for Russ, I think since, I mean, I can't even remember the last one, maybe Kevin Garnett in 04. No, nope, they're the know. one seed that year. Oh, they were. Okay. So yeah, for basically forever has been on a top, whatever, three, four seed. Russ yeah, being Russ the only one who hasn't been on top three seed. I think since like, was it? I forget who it was. I swear, like Mike was it Barkley or maybe, or or something? Moses Malone maybe? I can't remember who it was. Malone but. or Mike? It was someone in the '80s or '70s. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's very rare for a non 55 plus win or, or top of your conference team to win it, and that's because usually if your team wins that much, it's because that player plays well and plays a lot, right? So first bonus to win, yeah, you have to play probably 75 plus games. You'd probably have to be a three point shooter all of a sudden have the ball a lot more to get the passing up, right? Like think of Jokic's stat line from last year that are required for a, for an, I guess he's pretty ball dominant, but for, you know, think of the MVPs basically pre Jokic for the last, since Dirk, basically they've all been guys who dribble a lot and score tough shots off the bounce. And, you know, you don't, you don't think of the Jokic mold. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Jokic the, was the most traditional center was Shaq, right? That's the last traditional. Yes, one yep, and yep. then I guess. So yes, yeah, so, well. Sabonis would just have to be putting up numbers everywhere. And, I don't think he'll have the ball enough to do that. So I don't think any Pacers can win it. Uh, but I think Sabonis is probably the most likely of any Pacer. All right. So then who do you have as your MVP from the league? If it's not Sabonis, I guess. I'm picking the same guy I predicted last year. Oh, man. You took mine too. <laughs> I'm picking Giannis Antetokounmpo. I thought he'd win last year and repeat as three times. But a lot of people were right. That narrative kind of hurt him because last year going into the year, remember he was coming off of a really rough playoffs in the bubble. And everyone's like, okay, like how good can this guy really be? Right. The Bucks. They haven't won anything, right? No matter how good he is, they don't win anything. Well, now he's coming off a title season. So if he's really good and healthy for the whole season again, everyone's going to go, okay, we know this dude's the best. Like, here's your award. Three and four years, you're amazing. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I thought for sure he would be kind of a sleeper in this award, right? I mean, he, but I, I guess that was... The odds on our good friends at betonline.ag have him third. So Interesting. I mean, that's, to me, that's low. I, I feel like... So to me, he probably should have won the MVP award last year if it wasn't for the narrative, right? I mean, I think the narrative hurt like, him a little bit. You look at his, I mean, his stat line, it was as good as any of his other MVP seasons, and that team was really, really good. They were, you know, always right there competing for the really the one or two seed for most of the season. I know it's kind of running a little bit towards the end. Um, but my thing is he'll probably be unleashed this year again, right? They won the championship. Yep. They know they can win it. So now that, you know, I don't see him like, not putting up numbers and they'll probably be the close to the one seed. And then there'll be the narrative now that, Oh, well, Giannis is the best player in the league and he's putting up numbers. He's got to win it. Right. He's the MVP kind of like, uh, it happens a lot in football where like the team wins a championship has a, usually next year is a really good regular season. If they didn't have a going year before and their you know, quarterback wins the MVP, it doesn't always mean they win a championship, but it, 
sort of like is a good kind of it means a kind of unleashed. There's no longer the pressure to win it kind of thing. The other people I considered, if you look at last year's first team All NBA, it was Giannis, Steph, Jokic, Luca, Kawhi, and Kawhi's out for the year. But the other four guys I considered as legitimate. MVP candidate options, and then Kevin Durant. Those are the five guys that I said, I can see how you win MVP. This makes sense. Embiid, I thought about, but I don't know. The, six, the Sixers are just unprojectable this coming season. So those are the five guys I considered, but I went with Giannis. And I'm assuming your pick is from that group of five as well. Yeah, Giannis. Mine's, mine's Giannis. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think that's the, the safest pick, though I understand. Again, if any of those five win, it'd be because their team is really good and they're really good because they're all incredible. Yeah, I, I think Steph is probably a, a sleeper candidate in some ways. I don't know. He's second, <laughs> second I, don't think, I don't think Steph could be a sleeper for MVP anymore. No, but is he second in the odds? I, I don't have the actual. Uh, yes, he is. yes, he is. Okay, so who's the fifth in odds? Luca then? Fifth, no, Luca's first in odds. Oh, Luca's first in odds. Okay, so then yeah. who's fifth? Well, it's Luca, Steph, Giannis, Katie, Embiid, LeBron, Lillard, Harden, Jokic, okay. so Trey Young. Katie is the, is, the, is the sleeper of those. <laughs> I suppose KD is the sleeper, yeah. Um, but that makes sense, you know. But the thing with the Nets that's hard is like if all three of those guys are healthy, like how do you? Yeah, how do you, you have pick, the right? you have the same problem that Steph had for years. Yeah, how, how do you how do you give? Yeah, pre KD, Steph won the unanimous, but once he was there, it's like wait, how do we decide? So, the MVP. Uh, the, the, I understand any of those five guys being the pick. But let's move on to a way tougher one, probably the hardest one in the league to decide. Yeah, this one's easy though for the Pacers, Coach of the Year. Um, I think the the question <laughs> could it be. The question here is, does Rick Carlisle have the best chance of any pacer to win an award this year? There's one more that I think is about equally likely. We'll get to it later. But yeah, you know, it's probably the best shot. I think it's probably the best shot slightly. With Bjorkren last year, right? He, He had a decent shot before the season because usually how coach of the year is. You know, if your team is amazing and then is also amazing the next year, yeah, you've got a good shot. But it's it's typically given to the guy who coaches the team that overachieves the most, right? Tibbs won last year, uh, and then Monty Williams won, like, the one that the coaches vote on. Um, and those two teams, like the Suns and the Knicks, the Knicks were the four seed in the East. No one saw that coming. The Suns obviously reached the finals, which very few saw coming. That's usually how it goes. Nick Nurse won his title year. Bud got the Bucks out of the kid era. Dwayne Casey was fantastic with Toronto when they won 60 games, right? D'Antoni with the Rockets the year they almost dethroned the war. It, that, it takes that kind of, wow, you kicked butt this season coaching effort. So either an amazing team or a team that exceeds expectations. So for Carlisle to win it, but I mean, one of those happening, them ex- exceeding expectations would kind of lead to them being a kick butt team. Um, but I think the Pacers have to get top four, three in the East and win 50 to 55 games for him to have a good shot at it. All right. So who do you have as your uh, coach of the year in the league? Okay. I considered a few guys. I think Steve Nash is a really good choice because the Nets will now have Harden for the offseason. They'll be healthier. They're an improved team. They'll probably run away. Uh, with the regular season crown in the East, depending on how much they rest guys. So he's a great candidate if they're really good. Billy Donovan with the Bulls is an interesting choice because, you know, they're projected to be like seven through 10 in the East, but if all that stuff clicks and and they're really good, he's yeah, got a like good kind shot. Of the Tibbs effect, right? Be the five seed that would be enough. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Teams that make a, a jump from the year before, right? Udoka with the Celtics since they finished seventh last year, right? He's got a decent shot. Uh, Taylor Jenkins with the Grizzlies is one I considered. If they finally click, he's got a good shot. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's the hardest one to predict. Like, you don't really know what the, what the jump's going to be. But my winner, Adam, Eric Spolstra is who I am going with for my Coach of the Year vote. I think the Heat are going to be really good. I, I like their offseason a lot. I like their roster. He's gotten a lot out of them in the past, got them to the finals. 
it'd be very easy for a narrative to say, wow, look how much he improved on there from last year when they got swept in the first round and didn't look so hot, barely squeaked in as the six seed, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be very easy for the Heat to be a lot better and everyone to go, wow, Spo's so good at this. Yeah, I think that that's a fair one. They should be better with Kyle Lowry as well. So that's yep. just a team that should be better. Um, I marked you before the show that my pick, I was like, oh, I thought he'd be a sleeper, but he actually isn't. He has the best odds. Um, I think Steve Kerr is the best chance. I think that team, <laughs> hey. I think the Warriors are going to be a top two seed. I think they're going to be just as, I mean, probably not just as good, but I think with Clayback, even if he's 70% of where he was, that team just a lot better. Plus they have a move to make if they, they can figure it out eventually in midseason. Like they're going to be, I think they're going to be really good next year. And the kind of reaching the point too, where Steph's like prime is something going to come to an end. I mean, he's a guard, so it's not going to last forever. So they need to keep maximizing it. So I think he's currently enough great, a good shot at winning after taking a team from what they won, like what, 36 games last year, someone like that to probably winning like, 55 or 60 this year yeah carlisle remember one coach of the year in 2002 with detroit and i believe was still a member of the pacers as an assistant when larry bird won the award in 1998 that's the last pacer to win coach of the year was bird in that year and also we didn't mention this earlier our predictions from last year i picked vogel uh for narrative lakers did not have a good season you picked mike malone from Denver. That was a good choice. I think he finished pretty high up because the Nuggets were pretty good, but Jamal Murray getting hurt really hurt his chances. Yeah. So we'll see. Definitely did. Um, and just so for odds purposes, Carlisle is 14 to 1 to win. So if you're looking to bet on a pacer guy, there is that. Spolstra is 12 to 1 and Kerr is 8 to 1. So good odds on all those guys. But the Carlisle one is interesting because it, it he probably I I haven't looked at it, but probably the best odds, just odds of any pacer to win any award. But we'll go, we'll go through Turner might be close in defensive player of the year. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But we got that coming up next as well as, a, as well as three other awards. But first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by our wonderful friends over at Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. Watching sports highlights on your phone, you got your neighbor's best friend's login, or for me, my parents' login, for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand players together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. It's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And we are also brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost just based on who had the players with the most games scheduled that week. I know this happens in my league all the time. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each started account towards their total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Something my league was definitely going to switch to probably this year because we've had that issue. That's how I try to game my league most, especially last year with the weird amount of compact schedule. You could easily just game system by playing the player with the most games. Sleeper cracked the fantasy code, and if you play fantasy football, you prefer a building out a weekly strategy versus a daily one, 
It's kind of busy work. You're going to love game picks. Download Sleeper app today and start the, your league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Try out Sleeper today. All right. So the next award we have is another one I think a Pacer has an okay shot of getting, and that's Rookie of the Year. So, Tony, you think Isaiah Jackson's going to win Rookie of the Year this year? <laughs> yes, Adam. Good joke. I didn't know. You normally prep me for some jokes. You didn't prep me for that. No, it's good. Uh, no, he does not have good odds. But you actually mentioned before the break, Carlisle's odds at 14 to one being the best pacer odds in an award. And actually per our, our good friends over at betonline.ag Duarte for rookie of the year on there is also 14. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. I thought he, I figured it was order of picks and I figured he'd have a lower, but I guess actually he has the eighth best odds. Eighth best odds. Yeah. They, they factor in expected role. And I think, you know, TJ Warren being hurt, Edmund Sumner being hurt, gives him a great shot at getting a big role, which will help there. Uh, and you, you mentioned earlier, you know, Carl potentially having the best shot at the, at the coach of the year or, or any award for the Pacers. This is the one I think is the most likely. Maybe this is too much on Duarte. I just don't think the Pacers can be good enough for Carlisle to win coach of the year. Whereas like, like the outside shot of Duarte being awesome and winning rookie of the year is a little higher to me. It's like 1% versus 2% or something. Um, but I think Duarte, I would say going to be the Pacers rookie of the year, uh, you know, Jackson's not going to play enough and that, that's it. That's all their rookies. So uh, unless Keith for Sykes makes the team and is like amazing somehow, but yeah, yeah I mean, Duarte's got a shot. I, I suppose if he's got a role in the rotation, that's usually what it takes to be considered here. And so if he can, if he can fit in with the team, play well, play good defense, do well, put up the numbers. I, th- I think he's got a very, very, very small shot. That said, there's a lot of, high of rookies that were picked really high that are going to have like high volume with the ball rolls this year, which usually is just how you win this award. So I don't think he'll win, but I think that's the most likely Pacers award recipient this season is Duarte winning rookie of the year. I still think Carlisle has a slightly better shot um, because I think for Duarte to win this award, well, there's two ways to win this award. One is to be like, just have an insane stat year, right? Cause you're just shooting yep. all the time. You're the main folks, of the offense. That's not going to be Duarte's path. His path is he's the Pacers' second or third best player, and they win a decent amount of games. And then at that point, I think then Carlisle can win Coach of the Year, right? I mean, at the Pacers, are, ironically, if Duarte is good enough for Rookie of the Year, Carlisle also probably be in the Coach. Exactly. Of the year so that's that's kind of where I think it is, and I think at that point, even if the Pacers, let's say, are like the three seed, and Duarte is the third best player, putting up seventeen and eight, right? I mean, that's a really probably high end form, right? I still think. Somebody like I'm going to pick Jalen Green to win this award will have like 26 points on an ungodly amount of shots. And there's just something about like the raw stats that ultimately usually win rookies of the year, these awards, right? It's even if you're a really good rookie on a good team, you don't get as much credit for a guy who just puts up numbers his first year. Yeah. And, and that's usually, you know, you look at the recent award winners, right? Everyone except for Brogdon, basically, since. I mean, Dame was what the seventh pick, but even hit or sixth, maybe. You know, uh, pick, mo- actually, it's not always the first pick. I mean, I wasn't back- going to say first pick. I was going to say oh. top ten. Michael Carter Williams was eleven, whatever. Um, okay. But the 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 last outside of Brogdon, the last non top ten pick in MCW was uh, back no. in nineteen. No, Mitchell was thirteen. No, Mitchell what? didn't win it. Simmons. Donovan did. Mitchell did not win rookie of the year. Ah, that's yeah, so he was uh, rookie that year, but yes, you're right. Mark Jackson was the eighteenth pick. He won rookie of the year in nineteen eighty eight. Then no one in outside the top 10 won it until MCW in 2014. He was 11th, and then Brogdon broke the streak with, with being 36 picks. So the reason that's the case typically is just because those teams are back, right? So the guy gets the ball a ton and is able to put up the numbers you've described to win it, right? LaMelo, Morant, Doncic, Simmons, Towns, you know, those guys just 
Look at that. They put up, I mean, they're really good, obviously. Actually, Mello won it because he was teammate of the playoffs and LeBron didn't know. That's basically the only reason. Love Mello. Love. Oh, love Mello. I say Carmelo Mello did not win because LeBron won. <laughs> no, LeBron yeah. won rookie of the year that year? In in Carmelo oh, Anthony's year, yeah. Oh, I thought Carmelo won it because his teammate of the playoffs. Uh-uh. So yeah, I, I he was second, but I keep I keep thinking the second guy always <laughs> The Pacers only winner here was was Chuck Person, uh, in 1987, who they picked fourth, you know, so that when they were actually picking high in the 80s. So uh, I don't think Duarte is going to win. That's why I just said like 2% max. But, you know, th- that's that's what I think the Pacers' best chance is. But, you know, you said you picked Jalen Green. I will also pick Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs is my choice for this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think all of the top, what, five or six guys are going to have a pretty good chance to score a ton of points. Just give the ball so much. Yeah, Scotty Barnes would be the only one to probably out of those top. Mobley as well if they start uh, marking and, and, and Jared Allen in Cleveland. Oh, true. So maybe out of the top six, Cade – Mo or Cade Green, Suggs, and Giddy probably have pretty good odds. And I would say Davion I thought Mitchell. a little bit about Damian because yeah. the Kings have had success with these young guards, you know, between Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton in recent seasons. So maybe they can get him going on a strong foot and they have a, such a terrible defense that he'll stand out there a lot. But uh, no, I think it's going to be one of the Jalen's or Cade. They'll just have the ball so much. Yeah. I would say of the guys who are not in that top, let's say six, right? I think, I mean, the odds have, I think, David a little higher, but I think Duarte probably has the best shot of like, the next tier of guys like yeah you look at yeah, him because, or uh, any of the rockets guys right shangun or uh, Josh so yeah, christopher or you know they'll just have the ball so much yeah i, mean, I, I keep harping once, on that but i figured once you get out of the top 15 those guys are not good enough their first year to win rookie of the year that's possible. that's possible unless they're like a brogdon who was just like an aberration yeah i think sharif cooper's gonna win it because i think he's gonna be awesome i'm just kidding but where did he go picked again how far do you fall uh 47th i think uh, that would be far they list brogdon. his odds on uh they, they give him better odds than Corey Kispert on betonline.ig. Wow, Corey Kispert went 15. That's not surprising, I guess. <laughs> so, wow, Shreve Cooper, 40 to 1, Tony. You could put $10 down and make 400 if you win. <laughs> you know, I got to put my money where my mouth is at some point, don't That'd I? That'd be a big boon for you. Um, okay. So the next award we have is most improved player. And I think this might be the first one where we have multiple Pacers available. And I'm interested to see who you th- think is the Pacers' best chance at this. Um, I think for me, it's probably Karis LeVert. That's a good choice. Uh, that is not my choice. So I mean, let me, I waffled on this one. Go ahead, though. Fair. Let me justify. It. I I think so. If you look at like his age, age and career, uh, like years played, he's kind of at the perfect spot where if he did become a twenty point a game player, he I guess he kind of was last year, but I don't count last year because the amount of game, But if he plays 70, 65 to seventy five games and has like. 22 points per game that's kind of where you see it right you see we were going before the show but like this award is you run by guys in the last year of a rookie deal or like they switch teams in their fifth year and they jump like that's like usually where this award is run and he's kind of right in that spot right he spent basically what he's played five seasons now basically he played like half some of the pacers so this would be a first full season with a new team if he had a ton of points and the team was good i could see him winning it yeah he's 27 which makes a it a little, little hard old. yeah to think about that but I did think about him with only having five years of experience. He has the same amount of NBA experience as Sabonis, right? Who is 25. So I thought about Sabonis as well. I also considered O'Shea Brissett because, again, if he gets a role, he's only 23, only two years in the league, only 70-something games played. Like, it's very obvious for me how he could take a step forward. Then if Torrey Craig develops a reliable three, he could be an MIP candidate in terms of what he was last year to this year. But that's a very untraditional consideration of how the award goes so i think the thing that should be here is like 
who has the best shot to win the award versus who will be the most improved pacer? That can be yeah, yeah, I think those there. are different answers. I agree. Right? Because, like, I actually think, now you said it, maybe Laverse Bones has the best chance to win it, but, like, someone like Tory Craig, um, I'm trying to think who else, I guess, could do Even it. Even Goga, if he gets yeah. his 10 minutes a game. We know yeah, that's yeah Goga, if, if they move a center, Goga actually becomes a reliable backup big. That's a huge jump from where he was last yep. year. So, he might be the Miles Turner, the lob threat, another one. Yeah, or if Turner, if Turner shoots... 39% from three and yeah. is that all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that guy is a totally like different player. So yeah. And, or if he just plays like 78 games, that would also be a format his current level. The four guys I said earlier, are the four I thought the most about when we were prepping for the show, I chose O'Shea in my head uh, because again, he's only 23. I know he's good, but I'm kind of thinking like maybe he won't play enough for that. You know, maybe I'm overthinking that a little bit. Um, so I think Levert would have been my choice of like the established guys who are going to play a lot and get the ball. I mean, remember I've, I've said this that a lot on the show, but in the Pacers last 10 games, they averaged 26 points a game. Right. And there are a lot of guys out. He had the ball a ton, but we know that with lots of reps, if it was good with Sabonis, he can put up numbers. He can be good for this team. And I, he's 27. He might just be what he is that that's fine. He's still talented, but, uh, there's a chance that he, he is the, the pacer with the best shot at this award to me in terms of actually winning it in the NBA. Yeah, I think if Warren wasn't hurt, he'd have a slightly better I agree. shot. Slightly better. Because I think he I think we we saw his potential to be a 24-point-a-game kind of scorer if like, his three-point shot is falling for a full season. Um, so who do you have winning it league-wide? You cannot take any pacers on betonline.ag. They don't offer the odds for anyone. I'm going to take a guard from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it's not Colin Sexton. Darius Garland is my choice for most improved player this season. I mean, I I was kind of high on Garland already, and then he was really good for the Cavs last year. I was trying to pull up his stats, and I typed in Garland alone, thinking that would be enough, and I just got a bunch of companies from Texas. Uh, little known fact, Darius Garland was a 17-6 and six guy last year. right? He was good, and the Cavs are bad, so he's not getting any attention, but... I think that with a better team around him and a more stable situation and another year to grow and learn the game, people will finally go, wow, this guy's, this guy's averaging like 20 and eight or something like that. You know, the, the stat line that makes you really turn your head and, and watch him. So I, Darius Garland is my choice, even though he put up ridiculous stats last year. Yeah, that's a fair one. I, I looked at him a little bit. Um, I think the, the one, the choice I'll go with is the guy who's, who's one of the odds on favorites and that's Michael Porter Jr. I mean, you yeah. think about it that he, 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 I very heavily considered him. So I, I would be more hesitant if Murray was going to be healthy a full season, but obviously Murray isn't, which means he'll be able to improve his stats, right? Cause Porter last year put up 19 points per game and a team with a big three, that's about where he probably falls. But with him being able to pick up some Murray's offensive load, he can probably get to 20, three to 25 points if things go really well. I think Yogi's probably will not be as on a rampage offensively this season, season the way he was last season, just because he won the MVP now. And there's always, it's, well, I guess like Harden has done it where he came back and had a really great year again. But like, I, I could see him kind of taking a slight step back just on overall points per game because Porter is kind of stepped into it to, to a bigger role, not because he's any, which is any worse. So, I mean, and that's a logical jump, right? So a guy that's now four season jumps from 19. Well, third, really? He missed his whole rookie. Yeah. Year. But like basically he, Basically, he goes from being like last year, I think he kind of like established himself as a really good player. Now he becomes an all-star all-NBA consideration. Right. That's kind of the, the model for this award in general anyways. This might be the hottest take I give on this pod, but I think Michael Porter Jr. is one of the top five best shooters like on the planet. Like 
I mean, he shot 45% on 6.3 attempts last year. That's Yeah, and he takes some hard threes. Like, that. he's got such a sick jumper. So, if he can finally – one, he'll get more reps, like you said with Maria, but just combine that with refining all the other elements of his game, uh, you know, attacking the rim, cutting a little bit, and Jokic can focus more on getting him the ball. You know, if his shots go from 13.4 to 17, for example, yeah, I think he's going to look ridiculous. He was my second choice behind Garland. Okay, that's right. I wonder what the Porter. I, I guess the biggest issue with Porter is like, I know he hasn't really been hurt in the league that much, but there's always that like, when's it gonna come finally? Yeah, yeah. the injury thing, right? It very much kind of back, and backs are uh, the worst one, right? Well, it's very Brandon Roy, Danny Grangerish, right? Where like they're probably gonna be really good when they're healthy, but at one at some point, these reason they fell in the draft is gonna come back and bite them, and that's gonna be it. Yeah, so. The Pacers but, just spit out MIPs. They lead the league in them all five since two thousand. Was so. Brandon Roy an MIP too, or no? I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you get, I don't know. I feel like Porter probably has six or seven good years before his back comes back to him, but we'll I hope see. you're wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong too. I'm just, that's, <laughs> just like, I'm uh, no, Brandon Roy never did win it. And anyways, um, so we got two more awards left, sixth man of the year and defensive player. And we'll talk about that next, but first today's locked on Pacers pocket is also brought to you by our wonderful friends over at built bar. Did you know built bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone. I love Built Bar. Tony loves Built Bar. I've been sponsoring this podcast for a long time. They just sent us more, more bars. Tony's tried them. I haven't yet because I haven't been home to pick them up. But they come in nine amazing flavors plus two of each in a box. You get 18 different protein bars when you when you order from them. Everything coconut to cherry barcia to raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, Easy cream and German chocolate. As you know, I've said over and over this pocket, this is my favorite kind of afternoon snack. I love protein bars in the afternoon, kind of that right in, in between meals. They're perfect. They're high in high in protein. They're not too many calories, but they fill you up. Uh, each bar is 7 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, and they're only four to five grams of net carbs. And right now, I've got a built.com. You promo code locked 15. That's L O C K E D 15 get 15% off your order. Promo code locked 15. For 15% off at built.com. And we are also brought to you by a wonderful service we used a few times today, and that's betonline.ag. So fast is just around the corner. And as you know, we've been we're doing a show, lots of odds to check out on betonline.ag. All the awards we've done today on this podcast are on betonline today, and you can bet them. So coming up, we have six man of the year and we have uh defensive player of the year. I know the defensive player of the year award is a big one for Pacer fans because it involves Miles Turner. So right now on betting.ig, you can bet Miles Turner 16 to 1 to win defensive player of the year, the seventh best odds. Or I'm sorry, eighth best odds uh, there. Might be good value if he plays all season. Who knows? And right now at betonline.ag, you promo code locked on. They'll give you a 100 percent welcome bonus to match your first deposit. That means you put hundred dollars down, they get a free one hundred dollars. They also have all kinds of different odds, props, and other contests throughout for everything from basketball to football to boxing to your favorite Vegas casino. So take advantage of their amazing offers today. Go to betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right. So for six man of the year, Tony, I think there's probably two Pacers who qualify for this role. Do you agree really? Or do you have more? So really? I think the two are Duarte and TJ McConnell. Yeah, Duarte gets into that rookie of the year conversation. I suppose he'd sneak into the six-man convo, but in terms of realistic, based on what we've seen with NBA performances, I think McConnell was the only guy that made any sense to me. And yeah, McConnell Duarte, got votes for sixth man of the year last year. So yeah, so the question with here is how long does if, if does Duarte start in 
Warren's play to start the year, which I think is a possibility. Then how many games does he start? Because that could right. Because what's is that you have you can start half the games and then you're limited. Is there is there a finite rule for that? Uh, it's just less than half, I believe. Is less the than half. Rule. So there's a chance he could start a lot of games, especially with injuries and whatnot. But I think I think I agree with you, in General McConnell probably has the best chance, but Duarte should be considered at least. McConnell got a second place vote last year uh, in the league, right? So he did get some recognition. That, is that Jay Michael who voted that? Uh, Jay didn't have a vote. There was no, there was no in market votes last year for Pacers Media. Actually, not that any of us talked about that or anything. But anyway, well, they don't, um, don't they rotate around? Is that why? I I've never had a vote anywhere, so I don't know how that works. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. But if, if I don't even know, it, it would be you. So, <laughs> so McConnell did get a second and third place vote last year. He finished in the top ten for sixth man. I think he's got a better shot this year than last year because he'll probably have the ball more with that unit, just with the, I guess, Lamb could have the ball more if he plays. But, you know, if, if Duarte as a rookie is off ball more because they can't trust him and they don't have McDermott to take up touches anymore, I just, McConnell could have a bigger role, but their second unit shouldn't be hockey style like last year. So he's the only one I considered for the Pacers. Again, if he got in the top 10 last year, he could always do it again. I don't think he'll win because... You know, other teams have you know, the, the winner of this award is almost always the same, right? Who averages the most points per game off the bench Basically, for a good yeah. team? Uh, and McConnell's not going to average a ton of points. So uh, he probably won't win, but he's got a shot to get in the top 10 again if he leads the league in steals and is and is still a really effective offensive player. Yeah, if he was like a double-double off the bench, he could win it. That'd just be a good Yeah, number. he'd have to really up the minutes and assist numbers, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, the reason – it's usually the guy for the most points because that's usually the most important thing for a bench unit. Just how much are you scoring? Because usually, like, I mean, defense does matter in some ways, but I think on a bench unit, it's just it's all about like, do you get outscored when you're out there or not? Basically. Do you remember the last Pacer six man of the year? There's been one. Is my question. Back to back. Give me the year. 1991 and 92. No idea. The first foreign-born player to win the award, Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp. Not nice. foreign-born. Ah. I might have just said something incorrect. Yes, I was right. Okay. Warren Bourne. He was born in Germany. I knew that. I knew it. Uh, yeah, he won two years in a row. For the Pacers. For the only winner they have had. So I don't think McConnell will win. I think that will stay at just the former Pacer winnings. But he's the guy with the best shot of anyone, to me, on the team of winning it. I, I would agree. I would have thought about, I don't know, Lamb. Like, what, what would it take for Lamb? Just a ton of touches. And I don't think that's going to happen. And. So unless they unless Duarte ends up starting at some point and they and, and Warren ends up on the bench a bunch or something, maybe he could, but I don't I don't see that. I think happening. if Duarte does start for Warren plays well, I think they're possibly gonna start Warren at the back, right? Only he maybe. Him. I don't know. Well, that'd be a really interesting dilemma. I think then you gotta go to center. But anyways, um McConnell's have, the only guy they'll give you odds for on betonline. Oh, oh what are his odds? Uh he is I just scrolled past him plus four thousand forty to one. Nice. So who do you have winning? You know who else has odds here? Adam. I I'm sorry, I was scrolling. Oh, both at plus 8,000, Aaron Holiday and Doug McDermott for their new teams. Uh, uh, he didn't <laughs> win that award. Maybe McDermott. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> that was so sad. Well, Aaron Holiday, I mean. In the, in the league. You got Aaron, Aaron Holiday, not so high on. Um, who do you have winning it? I think we probably have the same person because we probably have the same person winning it last from last year. As well. I don't think we have the same person. Okay, who are you picking? I am picking Patty Mills. Oh, you went away from what you told me before the show. Uh, I don't think I told you anyone before the show. <laughs> I was very much considering the guy who won it last year, Jordan Clarkson. He yeah, ran he away. Kind of say like, that. Like I said, he, uh, you know, it's the the high scoring guy on a very good team. Um, last year I picked Gallinari. That was a mistake. So, 
Yikes. But yeah, Patty Mills is my choice because the Nets are going to be really good. He's going to play a ton off the bench for them and, and be their best bench player. So if he stays healthy and gets to 13 points a game, I think he's got a great shot. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I pick, I'll pick Clarkson again. This war tends to be one in bunches at times, right? I mean, like, I think usually didn't um, what Lou Williams won a couple years in a row. Was Igodal win a couple years before that? So we, we've seen this war kind of be one multiple years in a row, but usually it's a team that's kind of, that was so I was so good before they run it back with the same thing. And the Jazz are basically one of the few teams that are running it back with the same top, what, seven or eight that is all still pretty good. Yeah, that's very possible. And remember, Ingles almost came in and stole that award. Yeah, I mean, that's and, the only thing, right? Does Ingles be the bench player that get it? That 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 That's fair. But I think I'm probably somebody on Utah, I guess. Yeah, that's possible. Also, we forgot to do something last segment. Uh, rookie of the year last year, Adam picked Wiseman. I thought that was a decent prediction. He got hurt. I picked Obi Toppin. He didn't end up playing that much for the Knicks. Oops. We both picked Marvin Bagley for most improved player. So don't listen to us at all for most improved players. What we learned. And then for sixth the man last award. year, I most what? the hardest award to pick by far. Definitely, definitely. I mean, Julius Randle came out of nowhere. No one would have thought it was him. Uh, last year for sixth man, Adam picked Tyler Hero, who took a step back, but it's probably going to take a big step forward this year. So you were just a year too early there. And then I picked Gallinari, who was hurt a bunch and definitely had no shot at that award. Uh, so Clarkson's a safe pick. He'll average 15-ish for that Jazz team, and they'll be really good again, and and he's probably going to be in the top three. So maybe that's that's a safer pick than Mills. But I just think if the Nets are even as close to as good as I think they're going to be, he's got a great shot at it. Yeah, here a guy with the sophomore slump. I always forget that usually guys have good rookie years, bad second years, and then really good third years. Usually, like, yep, that's like almost any good player in the league kind of has that trajectory, except for maybe like the top top tier players. But like Jason Tatum followed that that path pretty quickly. Yep. Um. All right. So for defensive player of the year, I'm assuming that you have some bones as the Pacers' best defensive player of the opportunity. Kind of, and jokes. someone's gonna buy that. Who's listening? Even for like a fraction. I'm making the these, all these jokes. I should just You're stop. Get a lot of uh, does Miles Turner finally play enough games to win this award? And if he does play enough games, is he good enough to win the award? Yeah, he's got the eighth best odds on Bet Online, and the seven guys in front of him. I can't. I cannot squabble with any of them. They're all incredible defenders. It, games has been a problem for him. Another problem with defensive recognition for him, and I, I've harped on this but his whole career, is like a lot of the guys who end up winning Depoy, AD, Embiid, Gobert, right? they play his position. Bam is going to be up there too. So it's hard as a center to get a ton of defensive recognition, especially with Capella now right on his tail because there's so many other good players at that position. So it's tough, but you know he's definitely one of the best 10 defensive players in the NBA. That'll always give you a shot at the award, especially if he takes a step forward. At the perimeter defense. I mean, I don't even consider anyone else for the Pacers, right? Like, there's some decent defense. Like, Warren is a decent defender in some areas, but he's going to miss too much time. And Justin Holiday is too skinny to be defending anybody, even though he's a good defender. So, it, it was like, I know McConnell led the league in steals last year, and I think got a vote, like a third-place vote for Depoy. But, yeah, this was, I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. Turner's the best defensive player on the team by a mile. Yeah, I mean – for him to win the award, he probably has to anchor a top five defense. Uh, yep. Although, yeah. So, yeah, so last year, where did the Jazz finish? They finished fourth in defense last year. They finished thirteenth the year before, but Gobert won won the past two years, right? Or is he won the past three now? Uh, no, two years ago, Giannis won. Remember? Oh, that's right. They Gobert won the year before. But then. Gobert won the two years before that. Yeah. Okay, so they were into, <laughs> so they were second in defense in eighteen nineteen and second in seventeen eighteen. Yep. Uh, so yeah, got to have a top three even really defense for Turner to win it. Uh, that's going to be tough. I don't think they have as many good defensive players around him as, you know, there was one year, I think with Oladipo, I think that 2017, 18 year where they were actually really good defensively because Oladipo, Thaddeus Young and him. I, I think Turner's thing is he's going to be dragging a, some 
probably subpar well, average defenders around, which is going to make his job even harder, but will make him valuable for the team, but maybe not for this award. I think you'll know this one. Who is the only and last Pacers D point winner? Hibbert didn't win it. No, you paused. I'm stunned. I thought you it's our test, right? Oh, it is our test. That's correct. I mean, I, I, I paused because I wanted to think here, but Hibbert could never get the regular season go to do it. Our test is really like the second or third to last perimeter player to win it. I mean, a lot of centers, a lot of centers. If you're going to try to make a prediction for Depoy, yeah, look, look at centers. You know, oh, Kawhi, I forgot Kawhi, excuse me, but Giannis, Kawhi, and then like Noah Gasol. Giannis is a center, basically. Yeah, true. Dwight, KG, Ben Wallace, a lot of centers win this award. And I have no reason to go away from the guy who's won three of the last four and is a center probably going to anchor a top five defense again, right? Why would I not pick Rudy Gobert again? Why would I not do it? So I'm thinking you love right. the jazz. So, I mean, that's, that's... <laughs> I do love the jazz. I do love the jazz. Every a player year I tell I'll you, consider they're going to you. And players... you, always, you know, you always, always win the championship. And I say, no, they're not going to. But, you know, whenever. We'll, do, we'll, we'll do it again this year. <laughs> um, I, I, I might go with Embiid. That's all. Yeah, I was gonna, he was one of the three other players I considered. So that's always very fair. I, so I picked a jazz player to win the previous award. thinking they'd be good. But I do wonder if there is some of the lingering of, like, they were the one seed... They probably should have at least won that game six. That's when they were up a ton in with game six or game five, whatever when they were up a ton in blue. Like, I don't know. There's some kind of like hangover effect from that where they just don't have a good year because they just like kind of demoralized. Kind of like riding the Pacers in 13, 14 to 14, 15. No, that was such a weird year because PG got hurt. But like, I feel like there is some of that where like they were so good and it was kind of their one chance and they blew it in some ways. And Bede's an insane defender. If he plays enough games, he's one of the guys I considered. Another guy who it'll probably come down to games played for his consideration, Anthony Davis. He's who I would have had second personally because okay. that Lakers defense should be pretty good, and he's the best defender there. And then if the Warriors are really good, Draymond's going to get a ton of consideration again. So he's another guy. I considered Giannis is so bizarre because I think he'll always be really high up here, and if he wins MVP, sure, I think he'll have a good shot. Now that they have Drew, though, he doesn't guard the best player as much, right? That was a big knock against him last year, so I don't I don't think he'll end up winning it. Another guy with good odds is Ben Simmons. Uh, he's not going to win, <laughs> so no. Well, who knows? He gets traded real quickly in the next true. couple weeks. That's true. He'd have to get double uh, before the season to have a shot. At actually, it's a good, good segue for a second. Uh, we have talked about Ben Simmons a ton so we didn't talk about the new news we're probably not going to talk about it unless there's like a specific linked rumor between sims and the pacers then we'll for sure discuss that uh that show is on september 1st so everyone's in this podcast go in our feed scroll you'll find it on September first talked about His names simmons. in the title yeah talked about simmons possible trades all, all the whole shebang so go check that out for that uh tony surprising you do you have an exec of the year chance somebody <laughs> yeah, i might win it um i mean you got to think Karnasovas in, in Chicago's a, a thought to be, I guess, front runner. Like if the Bulls are <laughs> I good. Don't, don't do it. I don't think I do. Who cares? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Executive of the year is just, oh, is your team good? And did you make a unique signing? And, so you know. last Pacer to win the executive year award. Do you know? Uh, no, I don't actually. Oh, come on. It's like, they had, they had two executives in 30 years. Larry? Yeah. Larry won it in uh, 13, 14, 12, 13. Okay. Played, played the sweep. I think he's the only person to ever win executive MVP and coach of the year. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. A clean sweep. Did he, but I don't think he won rookie of the year. Did Donnie ever win it for the for the Pacers? Uh, I think going in 04, he did or 03. Let's one of those. see. The Pacers have had one winner in 2020. Oh, not to so Donnie Washington, not many. Interesting. Just Larry. That 04 team, I think he should have won it for. The Bird was kind of the president. He was a GM and Donnie was the president that year or something like that. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, no. Hey, bird the Patriots won it. have had someone win every award, which is interesting because you know, I, if you go through Wikipedia, they they sort by which. Who's been their MVP? Has, what? Who's except for MVP. Sorry. Oh, except for MVP. I'm like, that's all. Except for the big one, yeah. <laughs> They've had somebody win all. Of them. Who was the closest that got to the MVP award? Do you know? Uh, I do. Is it Jo? Jo, I think. I think yeah. PG. If he had played better the last thirty games, three Jo. Yeah, 13, 14, if PGA played better off 30 games, he probably could have won the award. But yeah, Joe got third, correct? That, that year? Second to uh, Garnett. That's right. That's right. Joe was, he was the best player on the, on the number one seat, the best record team that year, but Garnett was the MVP. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, yeah, those are our votes. And last year we did not do – we got one right. And so if we get one right, I'll be happy because predicting awards is very hard. That's why all the odds are really – Bad. Well, we have a, too many. We have a lot of the same this year, don't we? Right. We have we don't have any predicted the same, but we had a lot of the same like top whatever, three or four. And we'll probably get the MVP right and nothing else right the same. Yeah, true. That's what last year was it, right? We picked the same player, and that was why we won that award. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you, you got anything else? Not today. I, I Friday show is gonna be really fun too, if you want to say what that's gonna be. Uh, let me pull up the schedule. Oh, well, I got it in front of me. Friday, we're gonna do lineups. We're excited to see. Oh, yeah, it should be a great show. So always a fun show. I mean, I know the Pacers have a lot of similar players to last year, but with a rookie, with two rookies, really, um, with a new player in Torrey Craig, with a new coach, there's some infusion possibilities that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to be interesting next next year, especially with the plethora of depth they have, of players they yep. could play. Um, and then we're back to five a week. Next week, uh, training camp opens when? 29th? Monday. 20th. When? Monday. Monday, 27th, opens up. I mean, it's really going now. They have so many players back in Indianapolis already, but yeah, Monday. And then so media day is the 28th then? Media day is the 27th. 27th, so for the Probably, 28th. I don't know if that's official yet. But I think okay, so we don't, but so we'll have a coverage of all of that. Then we'll start getting into preseason games. The next week we're going to go five a week and we'll preview some positions as well as do some media day stuff. So yeah, back into the season mode for year number five for me and Tony doing this Pacer podcast. Time freaking flies. Um, Time as, does fly. Yeah. As always, you can follow Tony at Teast NBA, me at Free Madam 5, this podcast at Locked on Pacers. That is all for this podcast. We'll see you guys again on Friday.